Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue journeying through the book of Isaiah. Today we start with chapter 12 and we left off with uh, a hope, a drop of hope, the hope of the coming Messiah. And we all know that Jesus did come and he died on the cross and he raised from the dead and we have eternal life if we believe in Jesus. And he also speaks of the second coming the coming when Jesus is coming back and he is coming back for his people in the cry and call to be a part of the remnant, to stand firm in faith and to remain faithful in God and, and long for nothing more to be included in the remnant of Christ for his return. And we continue in chapter 12, starting in verse one. In that day, you will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, Thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. So we have a celebration. We have a song, a praise of the coming hope found in Jesus. And in chapter 13, it continues, and we have a burden of Babylon. We have a message to Babylon. In chapter 13 starts the oracles, the judgments against the nations. And this judgment is against Babylon, and it includes Assyria also. And it's an oracle, a judgment against Babylon. God used Babylon in their evil ways to store up the Israelites and to make them turn to repentance. And God used Babylon, Babylon to speak to his children, the Israelites, for seven years. But then Babylon's judgment comes and the focus shifts to the judgment of Babylon in verse 1. Isaiah, son of Amos, received this message concerning the destruction of Babylon. Raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop. Call up an army against Babylon. Wave your hand to encourage them as they march into the palaces of the high and mighty. I, the Lord, have dedicated these soldiers for this task. Yes, I have called mighty warriors to express my anger, and they will rejoice when I am exalted. Hear the noise on the mountains. Listen as the vast armies march. It is the noise and shouting of many nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has called this army together. They come from distant countries, from beyond the farthest horizons. They are the Lord's weapons to carry out his anger with them, and he will destroy the whole land. Scream in terror, for the day of the Lord has arrived, the time for the Almighty to destroy. Every arm is paralyzed with fear, every heart melts, and people are terrified. Pangs of anguish grip them, like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another, their faces aflame with fear. For they see the day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of his fury and fierce anger. The land will be made desolate, and all the sinners destroyed with it. The heavens will be black above them, the stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises in no moon, and the, the moon will provide no light. I, the Lord, will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their sin. I will crush the arrogance of the proud and humble the pride of the mighty. I will make people scarcer than gold, more rare than the fine gold of Ophar. For I will shake the heavens, 
The earth will move from its place when the Lord of heaven's armies displays his wrath in the day of his fierce anger. Everyone in Babylon will run around like a hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd. They will try to find their own people and flee to their own land. Anyone who is captured will be cut down, run through with a sword. Their children will be dashed to death before their eyes. Their homes will be sacked and their wives will be raped. Look, I will stir up the Medes against Babylon. They cannot be tempted by silver or bribes with gold or bribed with gold. The attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They will have no mercy on helpless babies and will show no compassion for children. Babylon, the most glorious of kingdoms, the floor of the Chaldean pride, will be devastated like Saddam and Gomorrah when God destroys them. Babylon will never be inhabited again. It will remain empty for generation after generation. Nomads will refuse to camp there, and shepherds will not bed down their sheep. Desert animals will move into the ruined city, and the houses will be haunted by howling creatures. Owls will live among the ruins, and wild goats will go there to dance. Hyenas will howl in its fortresses, and jackals will make dens in its luxurious palaces. Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. So, we have a coming judgment to Babylon. In chapter 6, Isaiah makes a very huge transition and he agrees and he loses he he gives up everything he gives up absolutely everything to say god's word and to bring god's word and and to live for god and in saying that he has to bring forth bad news i'm afraid these oracles are not good news and he has to keep saying what god tells him until it happens and he has to stand firm in his faith and he does as he brings forth these oracles and it's going to be oracle after oracle and he's like, at what point are we willing to give up everything to walk out God's call and have ever utter confidence in God? And here we have upcoming judgment and doom in the face of Babylon. And they're going to they're gonna come against the Israelites and God's going to let them. He's going to allow it because he needs the Israelites to repent. He needs them to turn back to him. So he'll allow it. But in turn, he's going to bring forth judgment for their evil ways because they are not turning to God either. They could. Some of them may. We don't know. Doesn't tell us that specifically. But sin has to receive judgment for sin. And unless you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and accept God's grace and mercy and the pour out of his forgiveness for all eternity, then judgment comes and Babylon, Babylon is going to face that judgment and will continue um, chapter 14, verse 1. But the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their own land. And people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the people of Israel to return, and those who come to live in the Lord's land will serve them. Those who captured Israel will themselves be captured, and Israel will rule over its enemies. In what in that wonderful day when the Lord gives his people rest from sorrow and fear, the slavery and chains, you will taunt the king of Babylon. You will say, The mighty man has been destroyed. Yes, your insolence is ended. For the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. You struck the people with endless blows of rage and held the nations in your angry grip 
with unrelenting tyranny, but finally the earth is at rest and quiet. Now it can sing again. Even the trees of the forest, the cypress trees, and the cedars of Lebanon sing out this joyous song. Since you have been cut down, no one will come now to cut us down. In the place of the dead, there is excitement over your arrival. The spirits of the world leaders and mighty kings long dead stand up to see you. With one voice, they all cry out. Now you are as weak as we are. Your might and power were buried with you. The sound of the harp in your palace has ceased. Now maggots are your sheet and worms your blanket. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and ask, Can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest cities and had no mercy on its prisoners? The kings of the nations lie in stately glory, each in its own tomb. But you will be thrown out of your grave like a worthless branch, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will be dumped into a mass grave with those killed in battle. You will descend to the pit. You will not be given a proper burial. For you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. The descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor. Kill this man's children. Let them die because of their father's sins. They must not rise and conquer the earth, filling the world with their cities. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy his children and his children's children, said the Lord. I will make Babylon a desolate place of owls, filled with swamps and marshes. I will sweep the land with the broom of destruction. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, have spoken. We're going to pause there because there's a lot going on. We have captivity where the Israelites lose all their freedom and they're driven to obedience and they've been in Babylon and this is a speaking into the future of of Jesus and the surrounding nations all coming to join forces the the Gentiles and the Jews and Isaiah is once again speaking of already but not yet in spiritual speaking spiritually speaking we know that Israel came back together in 1948 But there's a lot still coming. There's not peace. Peace only comes through Jesus. There has not been a complete turn. Israel will one day be restored and be in a place of higher honor than their captors. And there will be no more fighting. And this speaks of the millennial. And this is a spiritual warfare. And it speaks of the spiritual warfare. And it speaks of Lucifer, the imitator of Christ. And the nations at war, as well as the spiritual warfare going on. And the sinners rejoice when their ruler comes home, referring to Babylon and Lucifer. And it says that the maggots are going to be your sheet and the worms are going to be your blanket. And Lucifer says things like, I will, I will reign above God. I will do this. And the truth is he won't. Satan will not because God says, I am. There were five different I wills that he spoke out about. He said, I will make myself um, sit on the Mount of Gods. And he said, I will ascend up to the heavens. I will be set up on a throne and I will ascend above the clouds and I will be like God, the most high. And um, 
he says, God says, you will not because God is. God says, I am and not I will. God says, I am. He is forever. He is eternal. And earth is really a test and it brings out your pride. Who are you going to worship? Which side are you going to choose? Who are you going to choose to be your God? Are you going to worship all the things around us in this very temporary world? Or are you going to choose to worship God above all else? And Yahweh answers answers him by saying, you're going to be brought down to the lowest of lows. You're going to be crushed. You're going to be reduced to nothing. You're going to be thrown into the pit. And Satan wanted to be like God and was therefore cast down to hell. And the similar, there are similar layers in this text of this is going to happen to Babylon. Babylon is going to be crushed and destroyed and taken down. But there's also a spiritual context that's speaking of here in the, the no more wars, no more destruction, sin being taken care of by being thrown into the pit for all eternity. And they really make sure that Israel understands that Yahweh is ruling. Yahweh reigns and Christ is returning and Satan's going down, y'all. This is for sure happening. And Satan constantly tries to get people to turn from God. And we learn from Job, stay the course, stay, stay faithful, continually keep on the course, keep fighting, keep bringing forth the message of Christ. It's a battle and it's a daily battle. And we need to continue to be saturated in the truth and delivering the truth and it does continue continue here there's an oracle against assyria in verse 24 the lord of heaven's armies has sworn this oath it will happen as i have planned it will be as i have decided it will break the assyrians when they are in israel i will trample them on my mountains my people will no longer be their slaves nor bow down under their heavy loads i have planned for the whole earth a hand of judgment upon all the nations the Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? And again, we have speaking into the now and the not yet. He has a plan for the whole earth. In verse 28, it's an oracle against Philistia. This message came to me the year the king Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken, that the king who attacked you is dead. For from that snake, a more poisonous snake will be born. A fiery serpent will destroy you. I will feed the poor in my pasture. The needy will lie down in peace. But as for you, I will wipe you out with famine and destroy the few who remain. Wail at the gates. Weep in the cities. Melt with fear, you Philistines. A powerful army comes like smoke from the north. Each soldier rushes forward, eager to fight. What shall we tell the Philistine messengers? Tell them, the Lord has built Jerusalem. Its walls will give refuge to the oppressed people. So here we have again, the Lord will reign. God will reign. God will rule. And when, he's, when he talks about killing the man's children, it sounds brutal, but keep in mind there's two fathers. There's the father of lies, the father of pride, the father of sin, and then there's the father of eternal life. We choose which father we serve and we choose whose heir we're going to be. And he's going to kill the children of the father of lies. That means if you do not choose God, you choose Satan. And you're going to have to face judgment. You're going to have to pay, face accountability for your choices and your sins. And it is going to be punished. And there is an eternal pit that will have to be faced. And you can choose our father in heaven, God, to restore us, redeem us, and keep us safe in his arms for all eternity. The choice is really ours. And we can choose God. We can make that choice. It's a daily choice to say no to sin. And we can make that daily choice with 
the strength of God in us. Thanks, y'all. We'll continue this journey tomorrow.